This week in our Lenten journey and our look at the vessels of faith, we've come to the cup. And as we call these meditations, I looked at cups and I looked at our scripture that Grace read for us. And I thought a while and I want to share with you some of those things I thought about. So, as Katie mentioned, last week when talking about plates and how plates are so common, I would be willing to say that cups are just as common. They're always in place around the table, right? And depending on the person, perhaps even there are more than one cup, uh, more than one cup at the table. So, at a table of say, three or four people, you might have well more than three or four cups if you've got your water, your juice, your milk, whatever it is. So we fill our tables with cups, each for their own unique purpose and contents. And cups come in all shapes and makes and various sizes for those various purposes, right? As I thought about the kind of cups in my life, as we've been reflecting on in our poem, a few things come to mind. Probably first and foremost, maybe most common, is the trusty Nalgene, always full of water, ready to go. Or, you know, if it's at home, just your your simple cup that we reach for as often as we are thirsty. Again, just for refreshment, indeed for our very own health, right? Drink how many cups of water a day? How many glasses? Right? Always drinking that water. Soon after that, oftentimes, if I'm honest, before that, it's the coffee. It's the coffee. And one of my favorite ways to share coffee is at a table, one-on-one with someone else. A lot of our high schoolers know, and many of you, I hope you know, that the invitation always stands for a one-on-one a caribou over a cup of coffee, it becomes a medium for conversation. Just that ability to have something in front of you, warm and comforting, just really helps the conversation. And a whole host of others you could go on, right? We lift cups in all different kinds of situations. We lift cups in celebration. We lift cups in various parts of our day, in the morning, lunch, in the evening, and all throughout. So when when do you lift a cup throughout your day? And what is that cup most often filled with? It's a common presence in our life, but it does so much for us. Because what, after all, is the point of a cup? As I look at a cup and I think... What's the point? Something strikes me about a cup. A cup is designed to convey, to deliver the quality and integrity of its contents in the best possible way. A cup is made to be poured out. A cup is not made for storage. A cup is made to be poured out. Now, as far as the cup as a vessel of faith goes, our text tonight gives us Jesus as the perfect example. From top to bottom, if we look at Christ as our example, 
Jesus is it from beginning to end, his very self, the container. And what he pours out, what he gives, his very self, his very life, he pours out for all of us, for you, for me, and all for the forgiveness of sin. Jesus is the perfect, perfect example of a cup as a vessel of faith. Now, just as Jesus' mission, as we heard in our reading, was one that only he could bear, only he could fulfill, each of us are uniquely made and created by God for our own purpose. To bear this same good news, this love, this grace that Jesus poured out on us in our own unique callings and circumstances in life, in our relationships, in our schools and in our workplaces, each of us are uniquely made and created to pour out this gift that we so often gather to be filled with. A cup is made to be poured out. It is not made for storage. But the next piece that strikes me about this reading and on, as I meditated on this and thought this over, the next piece that strikes me so much is that Jesus questions God. Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Really? Jesus asks, really, me? Must I? Three times he throws himself into prayer asking this question. In life, we question ourselves too, don't we? Am I really worthy? Am I really capable of this? You want me? After all, we're in the season of Lent, this season of the church year when we're especially attentive to our own shortcomings and imperfections, right? It's for these reasons that we see our need for a Savior, that we see the need for Jesus to do what no one else can, what none of us are capable or worthy of doing. In this season, more than any other, we are well aware that we are not perfect, that we don't have it all. My whole life, I've struggled with confidence. I don't know about you guys, but I ask that question often. The same one Jesus asks, really, me? Really, for this, are you sure? Most of the time, I draw from others' confidence in those I surround myself with. I look back, I look around and see the people in my life, and I just think, whoa, wow. They've got it, right? Like, that's what I strive for. They've got it. And I draw from that, and that helps. But something even more amazing and even humbling happens when I'm truly honest, when rather than trying to prop myself up, I choose to be vulnerable. And I share this with others, the fact that I doubt myself at times, that I'm not always sure I can pull it off. And when I do that, I've often been amazed at what comes back. 
in return, in my vulnerability and sharing of my own shortcomings and, and fears and doubts in myself, more often than not, I'm reminded of the unique traits and qualities that I have. The gifts that I have, the things I do that only I can contribute to a certain time or place. And I'm floored. Really? But almost every time I choose to be vulnerable, in return, I'm built up and encouraged. In this same way, as we see Jesus tonight going to the Father in prayer when he questions his very ability, in this same way, when we come before God with our true selves, when we really just lay it all down, when we empty ourselves, God fills us up. He fills us up, and we hear Jesus say, This is my body given for you, my blood shed for you. We hear the words of baptism, you are my beloved child, named and claimed. Every time we come before God, thinking less than of ourselves, God fills us up, and cups are not made for storage. We are filled up and sent out. So, Prince of Peace, we are cups. And whatever cup you envision yourself being, be the best kind of that cup that you can because only you can be it. Each different cup is suited for its own different purpose in its own environment to deliver its contents in the best possible way. You bear the fingerprints of the potter. And you are made for a purpose. You are filled up. And you are filled up so that you can pour this gift out onto others. So pour it out. Be refilled. Pour it out. Be refilled. Repeat. Grow deep. Reach out. Grow deep. Reach out. It's who we are and it's what we do. Now, I've had the privilege of sharing communion in some very special ways and places. As Chad mentioned at the beginning of Lent, the communion cup knows no time or boundary. It takes many different shapes and forms and is shared in many different places. I've had the opportunity to share communion in homes, often here at church, Last summer on a mountain, but you know what? It never matters where. It only matters that the contents are the same. It is not the place, it is not the person that makes it acceptable because only once has the one who lifted the cup been worthy of doing so. So yes, in this season of Lent, we are reminded that we are not worthy And we're pointed to the only one who is and who ever has been. But tonight I extend that same privilege to you. 
Tonight, each of us will have the opportunity to lift the plate and lift the cup as we serve one another in communion to be reminded of the only one ever worthy enough to offer it. Amen.